welcome to episode six of the podcast. And uh, the previous episodes are up on our website. That's www.request2021.org.uk if you want to listen to episodes one to five. Anyway, episode six. uh, Well, the coronavirus has taken hold since uh, episode five, really. Um, Major effect on everything worldwide. Um, clearly our project has been affected as well uh, we had some great fundraising planned uh, we were going to have a, a dinner which has now been cancelled uh, we have to postpone that to uh, maybe early 2021 um, we also had a sponsored rowathon we were planning for the summer um, we've had to postpone that for now um, and the work that we've been doing on the Lady Daphne Thames Barge has had to come to a uh, a stop for now which is a real shame because uh, those of us that were working on the barge were really enjoying helping out getting it ready to uh, uh, be able to use it in uh, September 2021 hopefully uh, once uh, the coronavirus uh, restrictions are lifted we can carry on uh, doing our volunteer work with the barge um but we're trying to stay positive. We've got some uh, really innovative uh, ideas going on now to try and raise a bit of money online. Uh, I know Lucy, one of our members, is uh, has been doing um, uh, plans for a, a quiz during uh, this month, April 2020. Um, so please look out for that online. And uh, Darcy's uh, launched a, a video of how to make penguins out of loo rolls, um, which... Uh, we uh, created the um, April Fools of a uh, Luroli penguin. Um, and uh, if you want to uh, find out all about that, there's a link on the website and will be in the show notes. So uh, final thing to really mention is that uh, um, the f- um, commemorative plaques have now been cut uh, from Caithness um, Slate um, and... Uh, the wording is ready on those and uh, he's just got to finish off the logo for us um, and those plaques will be ready for us to uh, use one to go to Antarctica with us and the other to go to Gilwell. Uh, the one that goes to Antarctica when we return uh, will be going up to the Scottish headquarters um, it's going to be situated there. So packed episode uh, once again um, we've got a story all about penguins and climate change Uh, We've got another extract from the presentation that I did uh, in Walderslade to the Medway Towns SAS. And then finally, we've got our interview with another member of uh, the Request team, Cathy Mummery. So uh, look forward to all of that. Here we go. So this is an article from CBS News that we found uh, all about chinstrap penguins and climate change. And just read you a little extract. Uh, But they found that a 60% drop in the chinstrap population on Elephant Island uh, since the last major survey 50 years ago. Now that's a decline of around 150,000 penguins. And it's another sign, researchers say, that across the region, penguin population is collapsing. The Antarctic Peninsula is one of the fastest warming places on the planet. Uh, Average temperatures there have soared by more than 5 degrees Fahrenheit 
over 50 years and that's an increase of about five times the global average. So climate change can make what would normally be snow fall as rain and a wet penguin egg won't hatch so the wet chick ends up having to burn energy to stay warm rather than to grow. Now melting sea ice could also be a factor and since the late 1970s sea ice on the western Antarctic Peninsula has decreased by up to 25% and according to a published study in 2012 krill, the chinstrap's primary food, needs sea ice to survive. Another penguin species, the Adelie penguin, is also declining in the region as krill populations drop. Gentoo penguins, however, aren't such picky eaters. In other words, they eat more than just krill and their numbers are on the rise. So it's mainly the Adelie and the chinstrap that have been affected by krill. Okay, next up we've got uh, another extract from uh, the visit that I did to Walderslade SAS. Uh, just playing you another clip from that presentation all about Shackleton Scouts and our request expedition. Okay, so here we are, 2020. Uh, we've got coronavirus uh, affecting world travel. Um, we've got uh, climate change very much on the agenda at the moment. We've got uh, things happening, obviously, um, which may or may not be caused by climate change around the world. Uh, we've got melting going on on the glaciers and in Antarctica. And then there's the big <coughs> thing about David Attenborough and plastics, etc. So we seem to have hit this just at the right time in a way. We've got these horrible things going on in the world. And what we would like to do is put some positive scouting force uh, to address some of these things with the young people because it's them that is their future. Okay, so with our Antarctica in an icebox and the resources and the ambassadors that we're trying to create, these young people that go to Antarctica firsthand and experience it, we want them to bring back a legacy that starts to maybe address some of these issues and, make, uh, and raise awareness of some of these issues. So Ernest Shackleton, he was an Edwardian gentleman at that time, okay, um, he um, had been involved in a number of expeditions, but at the beginning of the 20th century, going to Antarctica was just like now going into space. It was the unknown. You imagine they're going there almost for the first time or without any recorded records or maps of, of things of where they're going. So it was the space of its time, and we need to put that in perspective. You know, we can now go there on a cruise ship if we wish, okay? In those days, it was a really big deal to go to Antarctica. So you can imagine what an incredible adventure it would seem to our two scouts. Uh, here's a little bit of uh, memorabilia. If you go up to London, if you happen to be by the Tower of London, um, so if you find yourself with a sort of half an hour to kill and you're where the Tower of London is by Tower Hill Tube Station. There's a church next to the Tower of London called All Hallows. If you go down into the crypt of All Hallows, they've actually got the crow's nest of the, sh of the Quest ship. It's one of the only bits of the ship left. Um, there's a few other bits that I might mention later, but it's one of the ones you can actually go and see the actual crow's nest that was on the ship. Okay, so, 
we've got the quest, it's uh, setting off from Plymouth. This is where the story of our two scouts starts. So here they are. Uh, on the left is James Marr, and on the right is Norman Mooney. So, Mooney came from the Orkney Islands, um, uh, Kirkwood in, in, in the, uh, on the Isle of Orkney, and James Marr just north of Aberdeen. So both Scottish. So, um, James Marr, he went to Aberdeen Grammar School. This is the night that I visited uh, Aberdeen, and uh, looks a bit like Hogwarts that night. It was really eerie, and uh, got some good photos of, uh, of his school. So Aberdeen Grammar School. He was a member of the first Aberdeen Scout Group, and this I managed to find this, the hut. Uh, and this is actually, uh, although it's had a bit of renovation, this is actually the hut that he would have uh, gone to scouts in back in the um, 1910s. So, and I also drove north of Aberdeen, and I found the house where they where he grew up. So this is the house uh, where the Marr family grew up. And if you go over to the Isle of Orkney, which I did on the ferry, um, I went over to Orkney and I found 6 Albert Street, and this is the house where Mooney, the other scout, grew, uh, grew up. And 2nd Orkney Scout Group is where he's a member now. It's a different hut these days, quite a modern hut now. Okay, And I um, had arranged, I didn't just walk in, but I had arranged to meet with the scout leaders uh, who were there that night. Um, and uh, they gave me some Orkney badges. So that's the Isle of Orkney, uh, where Mooney was from. So imagine receiving this. You're sort of uh, 17 years old, you live in Orkney, you've never been on a train, <laughs> okay? He'd never left the island, really, and he got this. Dear Scout, you've been selected by the Chief Scout with 10 others, well, that's inaccurate, it was actually nine of us, because there was 10 of them, but, uh, You've been selected by the Chief Scout with 10 others to come to London for the final selection of a cabin boy to accompany Sir Ernest Shackleton. Please hold yourself in readiness to come to London at short notice sometime after Thursday next. So, <laughs> that's the sort of telegram that would change your life, really. <laughs> and, and so, obviously, he got to go on a train and go down to London, and that was sent from Imperial Headquarters, Buckingham Palace Road. Um, Boy Scouts Association. And finally this episode we've got our interview with uh, another member of the team. Um, so she's done the Request uh, 2021 questions um, and that's Cathy Mummery. Here we are. first one is resume so just tell us a bit about yourself so um well my name is kathy i um am gauta scout leader but i'm also district commissioner for wheel district um i really enjoy being gauta scout leader that's the fun job and i've been doing that for just over 20 years now i sell school uniforms for a living so i keep uh -huh. very busy in the summer Okay. So you've got your own business then? So, yes, it's yeah. a family business. It, my dad started the business um, 46 years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah. and, and luckily it, yeah. it works quite well because Stephen runs all the menswear side of the business right. and I do the school uniform. So we've got our own bits. So, okay. you know, we can 
just get on with their own part and yeah, cool. not challenge each other too much. Okay, and were you a guide cub? I, oh, sorry, yes. Yeah. I, wa- I was a brownie. Yeah. Um, this was before girls were allowed in scouting. Uh-huh. And then I did guides for about six months. Right. But I could see what my brother was doing in scouts, and I was ah, really cool. jealous. Yeah. I wanted to and that's the move. As soon as I turned 15 and could join venture scouts as yeah. it was it's yeah, yeah. scouts was then i went yeah. to uh venture scouts and never looked back yeah there's so, a lot of girls yeah. moved over at that yeah. time wasn't there yeah. so it moved just, over it was from guiding to venture scouting i was always more of a tomboy yeah. really <laughs> and when i was in guides we ha- i think yeah. there were some brilliant guide leaders out there but our guide leader was like oh you mustn't go outside in the dark and okay something might happen okay. to you and so it just happened and, to be your guide yeah leader, i wanted to be outside yeah. in the dark yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, he is your earliest memory um, my, uh, I, I have a terrible memory. Mm-hmm. I really do have mm-hmm. a bad memory. So your earliest memory is last week. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, right. But yeah. thinking back, yeah. my earliest memory is of my granddad, uh-huh. um, who died when we were still quite young. Yeah. But I can remember, um, he used to sit us on his feet. Yeah. My brother on the other foot and yeah. walk us around the room. Oh, that's and, nice. Yeah, and oh, that's, what a lovely, lovely. That's the memory. earliest memory yeah. I can remember. Yeah. And, yeah, oh, that's you good. Know. And although I didn't yeah. know my granddad very well because he died when I was pretty young, uh-huh. that just gives it's me a, a fond, nice, warm, fond, friendly warm feeling. memory. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. What so we're on Q. <laughs> so Q is question for Shackleton. So if you oh. could go back in time and you could meet Ernest Shackleton, what would you want to ask him? This is a really, really difficult one. I know what I would love to ask. But mm. I wouldn't want to annoy him. Okay. What would <laughs> so you love having, to ask? Obviously, yeah. I signed up to come on this trip because I'm yeah. a massive Shackleton fan. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, it's, I read mm. lots of books on it. I'm really mm-hmm. interested in him. And I, I wouldn't want to annoy him, but I think it's a question a lot of Shackleton fans would want to ask. Go on. I'd like to know why he didn't give Chippy McNeish the polar medal. <laughs> And in the show notes, I can now see a major debate and discussion yeah. following because yeah. every time this gets posted yeah. on on uh, any yeah. sort of uh, no, I'm not social saying, media, yeah. I'm not saying one way or the other, right or wrong, you just want like to know to, why. Because I think there's yeah. things we don't know. Okay, and you know, obviously, yeah. you know, he he did so much for them. Yeah, like you know building up so 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 the for the for the benefit of those yeah. that don't know we'll just say that chippy mcneish was he was the carpenter on shackleton's expedition yeah. on the endurance expedition um and uh there was a a situation where the carpenter's cat got shot got shot by shackleton but because yeah they couldn't for good reason because they, they didn't want to take march, it with yeah. them yeah on the march right but he yeah, yeah. But, but he did so much that, for them that, as well. but but Chippy McNeish was basically fundamental to them yeah. surviving by uh, all the uh, carpentry work that he did on the on yeah. the vessels, yeah. on, on on the and uh, even boats. With the walk across South Georgia, he put the screws in their shoes. Yeah, and see, he did so much. And for yet them. he never he was the one that didn't get a medal. So. Yeah, but there are other rumours. that yeah. he, he, he there was something happened, didn't it, on the ice? Yeah, um, where he refused to carry on, and That's he it. was the only one that so questioned. At Shackleton's some point, leadership. there was some yeah. sort of falling out, wasn't there? Because yeah. if yeah, but. The, it's not. I'm not saying. I'm not no. sh- saying Shackleton was right or wrong. No. To give him, but I just would love I, I to think, know yeah, about for that. For the, for the <laughs> clarification <laughs> of debate, we're not saying that Shackleton was right or no. wrong. We just want to yeah. know why. And he took yeah. him. And he also yeah. took him on the open. He also did the open boat journey yeah. for 800 miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So with him. Was, yeah. So yeah. that's quite interesting, yeah. isn't it? So, they, so that's what I would and, ask. Um, but when you know, I would and face I think to to posthumously give awards like that, you know, when Shackleton obviously had good reason not to, is 
is is you know a, a strange thing. Yeah. So yeah. And there were three so, others as well. Yeah, which I would, I'd love to have a them. chat with him about it, but, yeah. but that's the main one. That's the. So you're just interested as to yeah. why he chose not to, um, yeah. you know, award those people. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Good debate. Can you tell us something unexpected that we we possibly may not know about you? So something that might surprise someone you've met or you know. Um, the one thing sometimes we play we play with the scouts, um, the leaders. We ask them um, to guess which one of us is lying and which one of us is telling the truth. And the one I always use then, which they never ever ever they always think I'm a lie. They never uh-huh. realise it's oh, true. Oh, this is good. Is um, that I have only been on a motorcycle once in my life. Right. And that was on the handlebars in the Wall of Death show. Wow. <laughs> How did you end up doing that? <laughs> My cousin was one of the bike riders in the show. And he took you? And, um, yeah, apparently it was good for the audience um, to have get a member of the public down and on the handlebars. It was incredible. In Whoa. The, um, you just no, had to totally trust them. I had to them. sign a waiver before I yeah, got on it because yeah. if you're in, you know. And then you just oh my God. balance on the <laughs> handlebars and just centre, just lean into the person on the motorbike. Yeah. There's no seat. Imagine if I'd done that as a quiz, which one of the request team <laughs> has sat on the front of the motorbars of the wall of yeah. death? And then I remember screaming, because yeah. obviously it was a big wooden barrel, isn't yeah. it? And as yeah. it tipped, I gave out a scream apparently and it echoed up there. And But Whoa. while it's, you're going round, yeah. It was fine. Cool. But it seems a bit of a dream now. It was obviously about... How old were you? Oh, I must have been early 20s. So. Classic. Yeah, That's a so, good one. I yeah, like that. Yeah, Honestly, so, I think, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. so just to summarise, you went on... The handlebars of a motorbike in the Wall of Dreth show, and that's the only time I've ever been on a motorbike. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> this is food. Yep. Which oh food would you have to have with you to to reassure you in Antarctica? So, well, this is um, I have some food intolerances, unfortunately, that have right. come on in the last few years. Yeah. That's that food I... you're not going to take, though, Kathy. Well, no, no, no there's, there's a reason I'm telling you this. Okay, right. So one of them, it's not. It's not a huge deal to me, but one of them is chocolate. Okay. Which most people are horrified by the fact you that can't I'm, not, eat chocolate. I'm not supposed to have oh, chocolate. Oh, you're not supposed They're to. They're intolerances, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. make me okay. really, really ill, but it yeah, just makes yeah. me, it doesn't, um, okay. you know, it builds up on me. So chocolate's so, not good. when I have a chocolate craving yeah. and um, I want to have a little bit of a treat, uh-huh. I go out and buy myself a curly whirly because right. I convince myself that it's just <laughs> a little thin layer of chocolate on the outside. <laughs> and that is such a wonderful treat. It yeah. always makes me feel good. So I'd take a so stash of curly whirlies, af- After three days in the Drake's Passage, <laughs> yeah. when, when you finally got your appetite back, <laughs> curly whirly curly might be the thing yeah, that just does it. that's my treat. Curly whirlies. Yeah. It's got to be a 70s snack, hasn't it? Yeah. So curly whirly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Uh, so that's emergency rations. Then we go to S, which is a special item that you know means something to you that you'd like to take with you to Antarctica. Yeah, I wasn't really sure anything, what like to say. Like a mascot or anything that you'd want to take. I, I, it's not so much of a mascot or mm-hmm. something special as such, mm-hmm. but I love music. Oh, okay. I have music the whole uh, okay. time. I have the radio on at work. Yeah, I yeah. listen to music yeah. in the car. Oh, this is perfect. So, so yeah. I just love music and yeah. I couldn't imagine being without my MP3 player. Yeah. Okay. And I know that probably most people take that anyway. Yeah. But for me, that's my must-have item. Yeah. I must-have oh, yeah. music. Absolutely. Yeah. And will you have a special Antarctica playlist? Probably. Yeah. Uh, it probably going to be epic because I like yeah. all kinds of music. Okay. So I just see Antarctica, it's got to be something yeah. sort of Quite major, epic, majorly classical epic. music perhaps. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. That's good. And what does Antarctica mean to you? What, what's your thoughts on Antarctica? Well, for me, I, I don't even know when it started, but it's my 
I've just always, always been fascinated with the Antarctic and the explorers. Yeah. So, you know, it started with Shackleton. It uh-huh. still is Shackleton, yeah. still, but then moving on to but Scott finding and out Amundsen more about and, all of that. Yeah, and yeah. that led me into the f- photography of Frank uh-huh. Hurley and Herbert Ponting's mm-hmm. photos. Mm-hmm. I just think they're so beautiful. Have you seen the Herbert Ponting film? Uh, yes, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's That's amazing. Yeah. And, and what what yeah. I would love for me, Antarctica is getting. I just want to see those vistas, yeah. those views. Yeah, I just think it's. Mm-hmm. fantastic okay and cool. that's 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 what i want to yeah, see absolutely. just there's something yeah, no, hypnotic about it, it. <laughs> I, I, it's weird isn't it as we yeah. get closer to going yeah. it's something that i've dreamed about for so long yeah. and as we get closer to going uh, and yeah. just looking at some of those pictures of bark europa there at the yes. moment is yeah. like so exciting it's so. this yeah it's the yeah. scenery and the um the scale of it and the isolation mm-hmm. and that's what that's what draws me to it i know cool. that's odd but that's what yeah. i like about it okay that's it for episode six we look forward to uh talking to you again next month so thanks very much and stay safe right and now we need you to sign off the podcast so this will probably be at the end of the podcast so um what what should we say we um, once again, we are sitting by the uh, Lady Daphne Thames Barge while everyone's working and we're not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we will get back to work very shortly. Um, so, Cathy, you're going to sign off for us this week? Yeah. Uh, so, goodbye to everyone and thank you very much for listening. Wonderful. <laughs>